Hi, and welcome to Let's Talk About It with Shania Kelly, a podcast where every opinion matters. I'm a 20-something master's social worker based in the Lehigh Valley of Pennsylvania. I bring to you an open and collaborative space where I give voices to the unheard and the unknown on important social topics. So please join me in this space and let's talk about it. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This is our last conversation on entrepreneurship and leaving the nine to five and if this is something that we can all get into. I have a new guest with me, Alex, and I'm so excited to introduce you to everyone. Alex, would you like to tell a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, My name is Alex Casella. Um, I have been working in the financial services industry for a little over 12 years now. Uh, Along the way, I've worked for uh, very large groups. I've worked for some smaller groups and uh, I started out my own business about uh, four or five years ago now, five years ago. Nice. Track of time. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I I ventured out onto my own, kind of left the big corporate job and uh, I've been loving it ever since. Okay, that's amazing. And and getting into finances is, you know, something that can be a, a huge deal. I mean, I know you mentioned that you worked with big corporations and, and small corporations, too. So when it comes to your business, how have you formulated that to stand out on its own compared to maybe the places that you worked at before? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, and it's true. When you're a part of a big group, all of that kind of marketing and branding mm-hmm. and everything is done for you and you kind of just show up. Right. Uh, I guess it's more than that. But uh, when you're on your own, you are the one that has to create the brand identity. Um, so, you know, it, it has taken, uh, you know, some work and is still some work to start creating that brand identity um, to really, you know, just dive into a market mm-hmm. and really put yourself outside of your comfort zone and, tell people this is who I am and this is what I'm doing. And, you know, they've never heard of you before. So it takes time to build that. Um, but along the way, as you build some authority, uh, that authority starts to, you know, uh, familiarize or people become familiar with who you are and your brand. And uh, then they start to become your clients. And as they become your clients, they tell their friends and their family and their colleagues about you. And that's kind of how it goes. So, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, one of the challenges involved being an entrepreneur is, you know, how do you, how do you get your target out there in the market? Right. Uh, put all those people in there. So um, it's a, it's a bunch of work, but I think another important item to be, or, or an important item to know is um, you really have to be defined. You have to find a niche, you know, being yes. in financial services. Great. You know, there are a number of people, hundreds, thousands of individuals who work in financial services. However, what I started to do is I've found my niche, right? And when you find your niche, you have to kind of do some soul searching to figure out who you are and what your mm-hmm. belief system is uh, and try to connect to that. So with with me, um, I'm an individual that really, you know, enjoys helping individuals, right? It's not always about like helping them and getting a sale. It's about helping right. somebody for whatever you're helping them for. It's something I enjoy doing. It's part of you know, my upbringing. Um, my wife's a social worker. She helps oh, nice. people. So she she helps people all the time. Um, and I found that connection 
where I enjoy working with people who enjoy helping others, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not social workers, uh, healthcare professionals, first responders. Uh, you know, these are people who are part of like, th- these are people that are part of my business. These are my right. clients because we have similarities in how we think and how we see the world. So when you're, you know, thinking about your brand identity and, and how to get out there, you have to think about who you are as a person too, and how that connects to the market you're trying to connect to. So a bunch of, a bunch of work goes into that a bunch of time. Right, right. And I'm also a social worker. So it's amazing to hear that, um, you know, when you're working in finances, that you're coming from a different perspective. I know that, you know, a lot of people get into finances to sometimes climb ladders and you know do various different things. So I love to hear that you have a focus on helping those that help others. That's very inspirational. I'm definitely going to have to tap into what you have going on because that's something I would love to be part of, you know, that kind of financial advisory. So what is your business and what are your missions and goals? Yes. Yeah, so currently my business is Alex Casella. Uh, my website is alexcasella.com, uh, and I'm actually in the process of evolving into Casella and Associates in the foreseeable future uh, as my business grows and the colleagues and the partners who I work with, uh, it's it's more it's becoming more of a formal arrangement. So um, my mission uh, is to really empower financial literacy in our communities and, you know, around the country. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned I work with individuals in helping services. You know, those are the people who are um, um, people I work with. Um, and within my practice, what I'm doing is helping people to make financial decisions, right? Important financial mm-hmm. decisions, whether you know about retirement, college planning, whatever it is. Um, you know, and um, but my vision is actually something deeper than that. Okay. Something I've learned um, from over the years being in this business, one of my mentors, one of my colleagues um, who taught me this is there are two sides to money, right? You have the actual numbers, right? And then there are emotions, right? That emotional side is the deeper side, right? That's the side I'm connected to. That's the one I'm more concerned about uh, because it doesn't matter how fancy of a financial strategy somebody talks about at the end of the day. Uh, the individual needs to feel good about what they're doing. Right, right. right. Um, so that deeper mission for me is about, you know, helping somebody make an important financial de- financial decision that will ultimately lead to less stress, right? If they can be less stressed about their finances, feel more confident, good about what they're doing, mm-hmm. and that's like the bigger mission for me. You know, there's products and strategies and all these things we talk about, in, you know, with our clients, Um but beyond that, when we have those conversations and people are like, all right, I feel good about this now, that's what it's more about for me. Right. Um, the other the other thing, too, um, is education. Education is a big part of our practice. And, and um, you know, we, we, we get people who show up and they say, well, I have this financial thing because somebody told me I need it. Um, right. We want them to be able to say, I, I have this, you know, I have this. And this is what it's doing for me. And this is how it works, right? We want them to be educated and know what it is. Um, You know, financial literacy is just lacking in this country, uh, especially among mental health professionals, first responders, healthcare workers, right? It's just there's not enough training out there, unfortunately. Um, So part of our bigger mission is to, you know, improve financial literacy among professionals in this country. 
And I can also, you know, speak to, um, you know, I'm part of that mental health professional community and I'm also part of the minority community as well, mm-hmm. where, you know, it's hard to find access to that financial literacy. So I appreciate you for wanting to come into these kinds of communities and, and give us the information that we need and actually care. Um, Cause with my experience of looking for um, financial advisement, sometimes, you know, you, you have to really go back and forth with, um, you know, is this person's intentions true? Like, are they going to lead me down the right path? And your framework really exemplifies something that I think, you know, these uh, special or sensitive populations need that kind of guidance. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, the information that my clients receive from me, I for a number of them, I know it doesn't just stay there. I know they're bringing it into their, <clears throat> some bring it into their practices or mm-hmm. the communities that they work with. And now they can share, you know, what financial literacy means. So right. uh, that kind of, you know, public approach to it, um, you know, it's again, it's about empowering people and not just fulfilling my own needs in this. Right, right. And what areas are you working in? Where do you plan on expanding to? Because it sounds like what you have to provide is something that's needed by the majority, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, we do uh, we do a number of talks with groups, small groups, bigger groups, um, uh, some within actual like employer or employers, agencies, Uh, But we focus more on students too, graduate students, undergraduate students, because those are the ones who are coming into the workforce. Yes. Those are the ones that are getting, you know, their paychecks for the very first time. Uh, They're getting their employee benefits package for the very first time. Mm -hmm. And they're like, what the heck is this? (laughs) (laughs) Health insurance. Yeah, I need that. But what's all this other stuff? Like numbers and letters and all this stuff. So um, we focus there so we can give you know, young professionals, the tools and the resources when they go into a job to, to have some basic knowledge about what they, they need to, to get going with their finances. And then for you, what was it like leaving the nine to five and, and starting your own business in terms of being in finances and then just in general? Um, it's, uh, the my experience in leaving the nine to five is that what you were saying, asking? Yes, yes. <clears throat> Sorry, I was just drinking some water. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, so with the nine to five in my experience, um, and again, this is my experience, but you know, you're basically trading your time with an employer for a paycheck, mm-hmm. um, and maybe that's not the case for all employers, but right. a large portion, right? Um, I've heard a number of people say this is they they'll have a replacement ready for you if you don't show up, right? So right. Yes. You, there's somebody to replace you. Um, and again, that works fine for so, some people and they're okay with it, but I had a really hard time with that. Um, you know, when you're, when you're employed by a company in this way, you're under their control, right? They make the rules and you have to follow them. What does that mean? Well, that means it's their belief system. It's their values. You know, it's something you know, that you have to embrace and promote, you know, whether you have different views or, you know, you don't believe in the way they're doing something or what your boss is telling you to do, or, you know, you're just doing something to meet a metric or to check a box. Um, You know, it's going to be very difficult. And for someone like myself, um, you know, I've I've always, I'm I'm very into self-improvement. I'm always trying to better what I'm doing or how can I better this process? Uh, I'm an outside of the box type of person. So mm-hmm. with a lot of these big corporations, uh, these big employers, um, 
you have to kind of fit inside the box, right? There's that mentality yes. of fitting inside the box. So uh, that's something I had to struggle with. Um, beyond that, um, you know, and again, if, if you're giving your time to your, your employer uh, and they're paying you for it, you have to start to question, like, is my time being valued or is it being undervalued? And for me, I felt undervalued. Um, you know, some genuinely do appreciate your time. However, others don't. Um, and I think, you know, this is like a, a bigger mindset in this country um, about work-life balance. Yes. And it's kind of one of those corporate terms that gets thrown around, but it's not really balanced, right? Um, I can relate to this now because my wife and I had a baby uh, 14, 14 months ago, 15 oh, months ago. Congratulations. Yeah, 15 months ago. Thank you. Uh, so, you know, the uh, the nine to five world, right? Somebody has a baby. Uh, baby comes out three months later. Are you coming back to work or do we have to hire somebody else, right? right. Um, and you go back to work. You know, you're getting up in the morning. Uh, you know, if a mother is breastfeeding, they have to deal with all the all the breastfeeding and getting ready in the morning and all that stuff uh, for you know dual parents. It's a lot of juggling and managing and who's dropping off, who's doing what. Mm -hmm. um, and then at the end of the day, you leave work, you pick up the baby, you come home, you feed them, you bathe them, you have something to eat yourself. You sit down and think for a second. You're going to bed. You're getting up doing it again the next day. It's it's crazy, um, you know. And if God forbid. You know, your kid like blows up his diaper on the way out the door <laughs> you get to work late. Uh, is your boss going to write you up for that type of right. thing? You know? So that work-life balance, you know, um, I think we have to like think much harder about it in this country, about what it, what it really looks like. When you look at other parts of the world, other countries, like they have a true work-life balance. Like, yes, you know, yes. That here. So I went off on a little bit of a tangent, but oh, no. me, <laughs> uh, I struggled with the kind of some what some of the expectations are of a nine to five uh, and just truly embracing a work-life balance. So that's, you know, that's what my experience was. Let's take a quick moment to listen to the ads that keep this show going, and then we'll get right back into the episode. If you're interested into getting into holistic healing, I invite you to check out my dear friend, Jess Kay's Healings. Jess is a Reiki master, integrated energy therapist, oracle card reader, and a certified hypnotherapist. She's passionate about her work and has a variety of services for you and your family and friends. So check out her information in the show notes. Save yourself that trip to the market with Instacart. Instacart delivers groceries in as fast as one hour. I've used them a few times now and it has been really helpful for me when I need groceries but maybe I can't make that trip or I'm not really feeling like traveling that day. They connect you with a personal shopper in your area and they hand select and deliver your groceries from your favorite stores. They're connected to all the favorite places that I go to in my area and I'm sure they're connected to yours too. Following the link in the show notes lets Instacart know that we sent you that you support our show and it also gets you free delivery on your first order over $35. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, 
or just think that it'd be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and so much more within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join me and thousands of other podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world using the link in the show notes. And back to the show. And I think that, you know, how you mentioned how um, there are other parts of the world where they're able to have that access to true work-life balance makes such a big difference now because I feel mm-hmm. like over the pandemic, a lot of us maybe got to experience and see more about the differences that there are in terms of workplaces, how we're doing things in America and how other places are doing things. And now we're we're having a pushback for real work-life balance. I feel yeah. like you know, before it was like, okay, you know, you work your 40 hours, hopefully you clock out, hopefully you have your weekend, but you know, those are always blurred lines and it's not actually how things are done in reality. And how you mentioned, um, you know, I want to say the word conditioning that we have where when we're navigating in our personal life, we also have to be mindful how it affect our work life at that nine to five. So let's Mm -hmm. say you have that emergency and you're like, oh, like, how do I attend to this? because I might be late and I might lose my job because of this. So is that a true work-life balance where you have that flexibility where, you know, like, oh, I can take care of this and I can go to work and be fine. And my, you know, income isn't going to be possibly hindered by this decision. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So for you, I know you mentioned um, a couple of different uh, challenges that you came about, but was there anything, you know, um, specific to you that you faced in your transition from working for someone to working for yourself? Um, yeah, I mean, as as far as challenges go, um, you know, when I think of challenges, I, I kind of narrow them down into two categories. One being controllables, the other being the uncontrollables, right? And when we look as an entrepreneur, right, we have full control over the controllables, right? So when you look at those controllables, you know, the, the probably the biggest one uh, is, you know, paying your bills, money, right? Without sales, your business isn't surviving. Um, that was a challenge, when I started thinking about leaving, um, the way I overcame that challenge was by putting together a plan and, you know, with planning, you have to be very specific. So I was very specific in how I was going to do certain things. Um, one of those things was a dollar amount. So I had to save Mm -hmm. up a certain dollar amount over a period of time, um, before I can even think about it, because if I leave business doesn't go as planned, I still have bills. Uh, When I, when I left, I, I had, I owned a house. I, I owned my first house when I left mm-hmm. my uh, employer. I had to make sure I can pay my mortgage. Um, so, you know, the financial uh, aspect beyond that, you have, you know, criticism from others, you mm-hmm. know, you have a family member who may not agree with what you're doing. Right. Um, you have gender roles, you know, that are still out there. People think that, 
you know, uh, the, the man needs to go to work and the woman needs to raise a child. I mean, mm -hmm. that's time of the past. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, and then some people say, well, you're crazy to start your own business. Why would you do that? Um, you got to be ready for that criticism. Right. And these are things, of course, that, you know, I've, I've faced. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, rejection and defeat. You're going to have days where it's just not going to go as planned. It's not going to go as you had thought. And you have to be just strong enough to like work through that mm -hmm. and live in that moment um, and just going one day at a time. Um, so those are some of the challenges, you know, that, that um, you know, I face personally. Within the business, though, again, planning is super important. So if you're going to plan to start a business, you have to put together a business plan. Right. What's your business going to be in? Um, can you start out on nights and weekends, start out part-time and build up a client base or whatever it is, you know? Um, but being specific, you know, creating those SMART goals, um, SMART being an acronym for specific, measurable, achievable, reachable, and timely. Um being specific, like I literally wrote down the day I wanted to leave my employer, uh, which was April 1st of 2018. My last day of employment there was actually April 6th. I worked that. Okay. Um, but writing things down like that and just right. having intention, be like, this is when it's happening. And you get down, get your, you know, roll up your sleeves, start working toward your goals and what you want to do. Um, you have to be very specific in, in what you're trying to do. Um, so, yeah, those are some challenges that, that I faced. Okay, thank you for sharing that. I wanted to go back to like one of the last things that you just mentioned, because I appreciate you for stating that, is to create those SMART goals and to create a plan. Um, I feel like now when it comes to entrepreneurship, from what I see, um, you know, there's a lot of people saying like, oh, you know, everyone can do it. You know, here's my plan, buy into this. I could get you started, you know, tomorrow or start today kind of thing where everything feels so rushed, like jump into it, get started, because if not, you know, you might get behind on your opportunity to start your own business. So I appreciate you for bringing that clarity and like kind of validating that people need to take time and plan this out because there are those personal life factors that you have to think about, um, you know, regardless of, you know, what kind of experience you might be having in that nine to five, there are things that have to be considered and preparations that have to be done um, before you embark on this kind of journey. Mm -hmm. So for you, are there any, I guess, tips or things that you would like to give to someone um, who may be thinking about starting their own business? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, um, like kind of like you were just saying, there are a lot of people out there, business coaches or programs, whatever types of services that want to assist you in starting your own business. But it all comes down to looking at yourself, right? It's soul searching. Mm -hmm. uh, can anybody start their own business? Absolutely. Right. That was one of my questions. <laughs> right? uh, if everybody, you know, could start their own business, we'd have a lot more business owners. So it comes right. down to just looking at yourself, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, um, it's a mindset, right? So it's not just business planning or financial planning, it's mindset. Mm -hmm. So thinking, right? You have to be confident in who you are. You have to stick to your goals, right? Be kind to yourself when goals don't happen because you have to be, you got to be, you got to face the truth. You know, if you reach eight out of your 10 goals, well, 
80% is passing last time I checked. Right. <laughs> uh, and the two that you didn't reach, well, that's okay. You know, don't get too hard on yourself. Take a look at maybe why you didn't and how you can improve. But when don't things don't go as planned, you have to kind of get up and keep moving, right? You right. have to keep moving forward. Um, you know, there's those cliche sayings. You got to wake up every morning and tell yourself like, all right, I'm going to do this. Look at yourself in the mirror. Um, the, the funny thing is I just got over a cold and, um, our son's, you know, moving around much more now. He's much more active, much more needy. <laughs> and I woke up like with this like awful headache and I was just like, I can't do this today. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's a, a temporary comic relief, but you have to like have that mindset to sell your, tell yourself like I'm doing this today. Mm -hmm. Um, reading is super super helpful. So read books from other entrepreneurs. Uh, if you don't like reading, listen to audiobooks. Yeah. talk to other entrepreneurs. Business owners love talking about their businesses. They love talking about themselves. So be curious, never stop learning and, and just keep talking uh, to people about business. Thank you so much. And uh, just to wrap this up, how can people get connected with you? Please plug in all of your, you know, links and opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So uh, if somebody wanted to connect with me, my website is alexcasella.com, A-L-E-X-C-A-S-E-L-L-A.com. Um, there are links there to my Instagram, to Facebook, LinkedIn. Casella uh, Personal Finance would be the handle. Okay. And, um, you know, if anybody wanted to just chat with me about business, if they wanted to chat with me about their finances, um, I, uh, offer complimentary sessions. We do not charge fees to have conversations with individuals. So a lot of times people will feel, uh, like nervous about sitting down with a financial plan yes. and like, oh, have an hourly fee and I can't do this. We don't charge fees for those uh, types of conversations. So feel free to schedule a session. There's links on my calendar to schedule a time if you'd like to do that, um, or reach out on email, whatever social platform. Uh, and I'm, yeah, I'm a, I'm a pretty open guy. I'm informal. I enjoy talking about money. I enjoy talking about my family and I enjoy talking about business. So, um, so yeah, feel free to reach out if you have any questions. Of course. Thank you again so much for coming on to the show. And in case anyone happened to miss those links that he gave and opportunities to find him, all the information on Alex will be on the who's on the show, which will be linked in the show notes. So you can definitely get connected with him. And thanks again, Alex, for coming on the show. It has been great talking to you. You have definitely dropped many of gems. Um, and I will definitely be connecting with you soon to have some conversations. Sounds great. I'll look forward to it. And thank you for having me today. Of course. I hope you stay safe and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for talking to me with about it. for listening to today's episode. I hope you can take a second to like, subscribe, and maybe possibly leave a review. Your support supports the show. If you haven't had a chance, make sure you go to the links to check out who was on the show, our website, and hopefully communicate with me on Facebook.